0: Welcome to the Destination Begin Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here, sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast. It's exciting to be talking to you post-marathon Because last time I recorded, I talked a little bit about training for the marathon, and there's been lots going on, but I'm excited to share with you the marathon experience and uh, the Kristen experience of the marathon experience. Um, The marathon was last Sunday already, so a whole week, and um, I've been walking just fine. (laughs) A couple of the marathons that I've run, I feel like I was walking crooked for a long time, but... Recovered really quickly this time. So Miami Marathon and Half Marathon was last Sunday. And we had six of us from Fit Camp running together. And um, we ended up actually getting another bib from someone else. So then one of our other Fit Campers, actually our coach, Eli, was able to also run the half. And then my friend Courtney flew in from Austin, Texas, and she ran with us. So all in all, we had eight of us in matching Miami Beach Fit Camp shirts representing at the marathon. So this marathon is one that I, I didn't think I was going to do. I said I was done doing marathons after Rome last year. I wasn't able to finish it. I did a podcast while I was on the course. If any of you remember listening to it, um, had to walk and then I had to get in the quitter van. So my hip just really didn't let me train well last time. And then I just thought, you know, I'm just over it. I've done enough of these, but um, Courtney, she has trained up for, I, I thought it was five, two marathons in the past and something happened where she wasn't able to actually run them, which is such a bummer. And so all these talks of all these marathons that had been doing, she's like, man, I really wish that I had gotten my marathon experience. And so she ended up asking me if I would run walk the Miami marathon with her or run walk a marathon with her. And I said, sure, why not Miami? And so that's how this came about. And I thought, well, if I'm just run-walking it, I can do that. That's not that hard. I don't have to have any pressure. And if my hip bothers me, I can just train really easy and slow. So then of course when I decided to do a marathon, I have to tell Roy and make him <laughs> encourage him to do it. Didn't didn't actually take much. You know, not have to pull his arm. But so by just saying, hey, I want to do the Miami Marathon, everybody jumped in. So that's what I love about the community here. We're all peer we all peer pressure each other into doing these things. So, um, But that's the reason why I had decided to do it. And I, I was excited to do it. But, of course, once the training gets to be long, I was starting to think, maybe I don't really want to do this. I wasn't that excited about doing it um, because it was just getting really hard. And running so much just really derails my other goals. I don't have time to do as much strength training and do as much other things when I'm spending hours doing these long runs. And so I was starting to just kind of get tired of the whole thing. And many, many times I had to just kind of confront, why Why am I doing this? And the answer was because I committed to it. I honor my commitments. Um, Courtney's flying all the way here. Um, I get to be a part of something with her that is really special. And I said, I do it. I said, I'm do- I'm going to do it. And so I have to honor my commitments and stop thinking that there's some other option and you know I used to be a person who when I made a commitment I didn't think twice I just did it and then once in a while a couple things creep in where I don't honor my commitment and then pretty soon I'm not that person that does absolutely everything I say I'm gonna do and I don't want to do that so um I had a lot of opportunities while training for this to throw my hat into the ditch and say no but I'm so glad I didn't um So it was super fun to have Courtney here because she doesn't live here, and I don't get to see a whole lot of her. She was my maid of honor in my wedding, my bridesmaid maid of honor, and she was only here for like 36 hours for our wedding. So she met Roy for about 10 minutes before I married him, and then saw him at our wedding reception, which you know, I don't know how much you get to know a person at their wedding reception, and that was it. And so it was fun to have her here and actually have her get to know Roy, which was really really, really awesome. Because I, I've i known Courtney a long time. Courtney has been a person in my life that has called me higher, that has held me to a high standard, at the same time loving me through faults and failures, ups and downs. And she's one of the smartest um she's one of the most smart people I have ever met when it comes to a lot of things, but specifically holistic nutrition. She is so well studied and she has used nutrition, uh, food as medicine to heal her body of so many things. It's phenomenal. So it was so awesome to have her here. So she got in super um, late in the evening on the night before the race. So we're talking cutting it really close. And so Got here kind of late. It was so hard not to stay up all night and visit, but we stayed up too late. Um, Got up early on Sunday morning, and we had this big carpool thing set up with all the fit campers to get down to the starting line. And so it was so funny. Danny showed up at, I think, 5 a.m. in his Jeep, and we all piled in his Jeep. And then we went half a mile down the road to Bonnie's house. Bonnie's a fit camper who's running the half. And her husband um, drove their minivan, and all of us piled in. There was too many of us, so let's see. There was three on the way back, and then there were two of us stacked in each of the captain chairs. So I was sitting on Roy's lap, in the captain's chair, and there were two other people in the other captain's chair. Bonnie in the front. It was amazing. It was like felt like we were teenagers being taken to the mall to be dropped off by our moms. Of course, my mom didn't do that, but you know. Um, anyway, we got down to the starting line, and I don't know how many of you have done a big race. But these big events, there was 18,000 runners downtown Miami in front of the arena, the Miami Heat Arena, the Kaseya Center. And it is such a vibe. The energy is something that I can feel in my guts. I mean, it lit me up there's lights there's strobe lights there's searchlights they have this giant crane with this giant American flag hanging over the starting line you've just got thousands of athletes shaking out their nerves running around getting photos they have the most amazing music pumping there's an MC getting everybody ramped up announcing running teams from all these different countries that the Miami Marathon is one of the most international. Races in the country. There's teams that race together from Venezuela and Peru and Argentina and Puerto Rico and like all of these amazing South American countries and islands. And they get their running teams and come to Miami or they live here and they just get together and run as a a unified team. It's amazing. And then there's a huge group of um, wheelers. So the athletes with disabilities, they have these like wheeled like wheel like racing wheelchairs and they have a whole section of them and so there's just such good energy and what I love is there's all these people here and even if you're doing the half marathon distance not the full that's that represents hours and hours and hours and miles and miles and miles of running in preparation to be ready for this day this is the victory lap you know you don't start training for one of these a week ahead of time full marathoners if it's your first you've probably got a good 16 to 20 week training plan half marathoners similar this is weeks and weeks and just hours and hours on the road and it's all comes down to this moment and everybody is ready and bodies have been put through their paces and I just I can feel this pent-up energy that's about to be exploded out across the city of Miami it's just it was amazing so and of course, our group, no exception, we were pumped, we were dancing, we were taking pictures, you know, we were all lined up for the porta-potties, of course. That's like the big thing is you've got to time your race start to making sure you go to the bathroom one last time. Um, so that's always fun. But we, we all decided to start in Corral K, which was the last Corral... I think it was the last starting corral because one of us was assigned to that corral. So you can't move up in corral numbers, but you can move back. So in hindsight, it might not have been the best idea just because that had a start later. Um, I think that was five to 15 minutes between corrals. So the race started at 6 a.m. And our corral was actually started about 6.45 or 6.50. So it was a hot day. And so we, the temperature had come up quite a bit that whole hour waiting to start, but it's fine. So we all lined up at the start. We all took off together. It was so fun. And then we split up because we're all different speeds um, of runners. But there was four running the half marathon and three of us running, four of us running the full marathon. And so Courtney and I decided to run together for the first at least chunk. And so I felt bad because I slowed her down. I was much slower. I was a very, very slow pace on this run. Um, but it was fun. We got to talk. And so the, the race course is so beautiful. If you have a chance to come to Miami and do the half or the full, I cannot recommend it enough because it's one of the most beautiful courses. And I mean, I ran in Rome, which was beautiful, right? This is different, beautiful. Um, you start, oops, we have dogs here. We're dog sitting. And so I'm not going to go edit this because of them. Um, you start out by running over the MacArthur Bridge, which is the main freeway bridge that goes from Miami over the water into Miami Beach. So you're running toward Miami Beach. You're running into the sunrise. So the sky is this beautiful orange. And on your right is the water lined with cruise ships because you're, riding, you're running next to the port. And so these massive cruise ships are all lined up there. They're so cool. They're all lit up. The Norwegian cruise line building is all lit up purple. And it's just so beautiful. And when you get done on the bridge, you come off the bridge down into South Beach. And then you get to run along south of Fifth, with which, which are these beautiful, um, amazing skyscraper condominiums. And then turn and run on Ocean Drive. So on the left are all the Art Deco hotels with all the neon lights that are still glowing because it's not quite fully sun. On the right is the ocean with the sunrise. And it's so beautiful and iconic. And then you run along the golf course in Miami Beach and then back out over the water again to return to downtown. You run over the Venetian Causeway, which is this collection of little islands with these little drawbridges over all these little, the bay and the river it's so beautiful. I had run this half in 2020 and was just that's when I fell in love with Miami because I got to see the beauty of it on foot as a runner. So, Courtney and I had a great run. We were doing great. We decided since it was hot, we were going to walk through every water stop and then run the rest of the time as long as we could. So, um I was getting slower and slower and um she was much faster running, so runner. So she decided that at the halfway part, point we would split apart and she would just take off. So, it was great. We run through downtown. We're starting to get close to the finish line for the half. So this is where it gets hard because everyone is pumped up because they're almost done and they're ready to go to the finisher shoot for the half marathon. The full marathon runners have to go right and they have to take this big giant bridge into Brickell and then out away from town to do the second half of the race. And so that's what happened. She took off. She went over the bridge. Everybody else went left to finish the half. And it was just the rest of us full distancers to go for a long hot run. So I was already tired. My legs were not in pain, but they were pretty stiff. And it got quiet. I have not have anybody to talk to. And I knew that I was pretty tired and a full marathon is not like two half marathons. A full marathon feels like three half marathons. So it's not just, oh, I did half. Now I'm halfway done. Now it's just friggin' mental work, mind over matter. So um, I I, I kind of hit a wall at the 16 and a half mile mark. There's a section that takes you out over the Rickenbacker, which is um, a bridge that leads out to um, Ver- um, Key Biscayne, which is like a little island off of Miami. And so it just took took you out part of the way and then back. And it was direct sun. It was hot. It was basically like running on a freeway. And it was... Did I mention it was hot? It was hot and I was tired. And I just like ditched... My friend had just ditched me. And I was just feeling like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I put on music. And that is when the race turned into just this amazing experience for me. I... Yeah, my body hurt. My legs were getting really heavy. My hips started to seize up like I couldn't get a turnover on my stride. And so I had to walk more than I wanted to. But I... I started putting on music that just lit up my soul. I'm like, all right, I ran the first half with my body and with mind and, you know, with Courtney, the second half, I'm going to run this with my soul. I'm going to get out of my analytical mind. I'm going to stop thinking about my feet and my legs and what hurts and how far I have to go. And I'm going to run with joy and I'm going to run with my heart and my mind consumed with every emotion I can come up with and let that carry me through the rest of this race. And so I put on music and I started with there's this song that I love so much Um, one of my friends here told me about it and had it on her Instagram it's called God's Got a Blessing and it's by Norman Hutchins and it's just this super cool gospel song and basically it says God's Got a Blessing with your name on it and it's like a gospel choir and they get into it and you know how gospel choirs repeat themselves over and over and it is a vibe and the first time I heard that song, it lit me up. And so I I danced to it every single day. I put it on every single day and I danced to it either in the house or on the beach. And I hear it as, it says, God's got a blessing with your name on it, which I think means to say like, there's a blessing coming for you. Something good is coming to you. I don't hear it that way. I hear God's got a blessing with my name on it, which means there's a giant blessing that is called Chrissy. And that means that I get to be a blessing to other people, like There is a blessing coming named Kristen. Watch out world. That's how I feel. And it empowers me because I really do feel that. I feel that way that I, my heart and my soul is like so on fire to make a difference in other people's lives. It lights me up. So I'm I'm hearing this song, and I'm basically dance running at this point. Dance running to this song. And then that song got over, and then it switched to this song um, I heard it Joe Dispenza. It's by Sam Sparrow. It's called Happiness. Happiness, you belong to me. Happiness, you're mine. I've been looking for you, and I couldn't find you. Um, and it's just, I was like grasping in the air and just pulling happiness out of the sky and pulling it in my heart. And then my big toe started hurting, like... I've never had my big toe hurt on a run. I don't know what was going on, but it hurt really bad. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. I'm like, well, this is pointless to put all my energy on thinking about how my big toe hurts. So I grabbed another mental tool that I've learned, which is to send joy and love and gratitude to the things that hurt you. So in this case, my toe. And I'm like, how can I send love And gratitude to my toe so I'm like well let's think about all the times that this toe has been loved on which was hard because nobody really sends love to their big toe regularly but I was like well when I was born my mom surely counted my toes and so I I took a couple minutes to think about my mommy like looking at my feet for the first time and her counting my toes and being grateful that I had five toes on each foot. Then I remembered that my mom used to do the this little piggy went to market thingy with my toes. And so I remembered my mom playing the little this, this little piggy game with my toes. And then I remembered how my grandma noticed that my big toe is half the size it should be. So I have, obviously I have five toes on each foot. And most people have a long first toe. And then the other four line up getting shorter and shorter next to it. So it's in like this nice little... I don't know, little half moon. My big toe is half the size of my second toe and third toe and fourth toe. So I like to say I have four and a half toes on each feet. I have nine toes, but truly, it's like way shorter. And my second toe looks like a finger. It's giant. My feet are disgusting. Nobody should ever look at my feet. I'm sorry I have them. So then I was remembering when my grandma noticed, she went, Oh my goodness, look at your feet. To which I was already very self conscious. And she said, You know, that's a sign of being really smart when your second and your third toe are taller than your first. I was like, oh. And that was the first time someone said something nice about my feet and about the fact that that first toe was so short. So I thought about that. So all of that, thinking about my toe, probably was about a half a mile of running. And during that time, I did not feel pain in my toe. I was basking in all of this joy and gratitude for my toe. So this really works, you guys. It's like Lamaze. You know, they teach people Lamaze when they have a baby. This was like toe Lamaze. So that worked. And then, okay, then I was in pain. So I slowed down to walk through a water station, and I started to run again, and I, I couldn't do it. Like, my hips, I couldn't get my legs to turn over. And so I thought, well, I'll just walk for a little while. So I did. And then I checked my phone. And there's a guy from boot camp who is this. He's super, Um, he looks kind of rough around the edges. Like, he's got, like, long, curly gray hair. He swears a lot um, he's very, very demonstrative in his words. Um, and he's been through some stuff. I don't really know what he's never told me, but he's alluded to the fact that he's been through some tough stuff and that he has found, um, the beauty in his heart and soul through meditation and through some of the things, same things that, um, he and I both have in common for discovering God. And, um, he's just a beautiful soul. And he sends me encouragement all the time in Instagram. He'll say, thanks. That was a great class. He sends me books. He sends me all kinds of just encouraging, beautiful things. I just I'm so grateful for. And before the race, he sent me um, this written out description of a meditation that I could do while running, which basically could be summed up to imagining that I was being held and carried by angel wings, that my angels were running with me. And so I reread that and I sent him a message and I said, Hey, I'm hitting a wall. Send me some angels. And then I shut my phone off and went back to running. And I did, I just visualized angels pushing me and holding me. And that mental exercise took my mind off of the pain. And I got this massive boost of energy. And I ran like I was weightless for at least another mile. And it was just a beautiful experience. And I thought, Patrick saw my message. He sent angels. I really felt it. And by this time in a race, this has been like four and a half hours, you stop your analytical mind and your body get so tired that I always feel like my soul and my heart can really speak when I'm running this way. And I know I'm all in the woo right now. And you're like, "Oh my gosh, you're such a weirdo," but it's true. If you've ever taken a really difficult workout class, um, the best the best example I can use is when I've taken like a 75 or 90 minute hot yoga class. At the end of the class, you're sweated out everything. You're exhausted. Everything has been put out on the table and they usually have you lay in final shavasana. And that's when I have heard my soul speak so many times because my body is done and my brain is done. There's no more energy in the analytical beta mind. And so your brain waves shift into high alpha. And, you know, it's like that dream light state where your heart and your soul can be whimsical and your inner child can speak. And that's what started happening on the last part of my race. I I had to stop running about mile 19, 20, somewhere in there. I couldn't run anymore. I was running so slowly that power walking um, was faster. But there was my hips. I have this hip issue. I don't know. It wasn't pain as much as I just couldn't get a turnover, if that makes sense. I couldn't turn the stride over. So I'm like, all right. I'm just going to power walk. I'm fine. My legs hurt. Everything hurts, but I'm not like in agony and I'm just going to power walk. And so I settled in to walk the last five miles and I just continued to play my praise music. I played um, walking meditations from Dr. Joe and just had the most beautiful time with my soul. I, I worshiped God. I had gratitude pouring. I spent an entire mile thinking about Gus Remembering the first time I laid eyes on my puppy and how his little butt wagged when he wagged his little tail and all the times that he's come running at me and all of these delightful memories of my doggy, that got me through a mile. And finally, it was time to be done. That same big tall bridge that we had to run to get out of town was ahead of me and I walked up it and then I ran down the other side and I ran the rest of the way to the finish line. And my friends finished a lot earlier than me but a bunch of them, including Roy, were still there, which meant so much to me. The last two marathons I've run were in other countries where nobody knew us, so there's no cheering squad. And on this one, the Fit Campers, there was three different spots that a bunch of them were out. Sarah and her baby and her husband were there. I was so happy to see Sarah and Sean and Sasha. Um, Nora was out there cheering. Courtney's boyfriend was out there cheering. Claire, um, uh, Robert, Soraya, all of these Fit Campers were out there. Cheering us on, it meant so much. And at the finish line, there was, um, I think it was Nora. <laughs> I can't remember. I was in such a fog. Nora and Melinda and Roy, of course, and um, Danny. And I got to run across that finish line and I was so overjoyed. I just had the best time and got my medal. The medals. They were like spinner medals. So there's two pieces to them and they always spin. At least I think they always spin. Um, The one I got in 2020 was a spinner. But it's super gaudy. It's super Miami. And this year it's shaped like a sun at these spiky sun rays. And it spins. It's just beyond ridiculous. It's so cool. So I got my medal. um, And then uh, Melinda and Roy and Danny and I were all there, you know, comparing medals and hugging it out. And I was like, all right, guys, let's do a burpee. So we all did I they really hated me for it but we all did one burpee at the finish line and it was just sweet. So it was a wonderful experience and um I'm so glad I didn't quit. I'm so glad I honored my commitment. I'm so glad I ran my own race. I'm so glad Courtney had the idea and you know this race is the reason why we had this Miami Herald article written which got us a lot of exposure for Fit Camp um which was just something that we really I've been trying to have I've been trying to get the word out about Fit Camp for a long time and it's just seemed to be kind of hard. And so this marathon just seemed really key to so many great things. And then it just ended up being such a big, beautiful experience for my soul. And so um, the next morning I woke up too and I just had this big grin on my face. It has been so long since I did something that hard that I got the payoff for. Um, the last marathon I trained for, I didn't complete it. So I, you know, it just lacked that oomph of accomplishment, but the dopamine release that happens in your soul, in your body, in your spirit, when you set a big goal and you work hard and achieve it, it's one of the reasons why being a human is so amazing. I looked around at the start line at at all of my friends and it was such an amazing experience just being there. And I was like, guys, this day will make an imprint on our souls. You get up on a lot of days and you just do the list of things and you get through the day and one day can blur into the next. But this, we worked for this moment. We invested time and energy. Some people will say, what a waste of time and energy, blah, blah, blah. No, this type of a thing puts a big thumbprint of God on your soul. And I say God because the power it takes to show up over and over and be be greater than your body and to be greater than your mind, your soul has to tell your mind what to do and your mind then tells your body what to do. And you, your highest self is in control. And when you persist, you, the greatest, highest form of yourself persists to enforce and make sure your mind and your body do what you want and then you get to go and you get to have that experience that your soul craved, it is a defining moment in your experience as a human, and it makes an imprint on your soul. The God inside of you, the greatness inside of you is what gets it for you. That's who went out and got that marathon medal. It was the God inside of me. And there's a God inside of you There's a greatness inside of you and I cannot say it strongly enough. Go get something that your soul is crying out for. It doesn't have to make sense to other people. It doesn't have to be a marathon. It doesn't have to be a physical feat. It just needs to be something that matters to you, that you are willing to sacrifice for and invest time in, that the payoff is just for you. Do it. It's the reason you're a human. It's the reason you're here. Making those soul imprints is the reason we're here. And I I just, I've, I've been basking in the glow of like, whoa, I got to have that experience. I got to see those sights. I got to see the sun coming up over... The beach and all of these thousands of runners running toward it. I got to see those beautiful little people sitting outside their driveway cheering on the last few marathoners to go by. That would be me. Um, on, a, on a hot day, handing out bananas and high fives and saying, you're doing a great job. I got to see people taking time to love on strangers. It was amazing. So all that to say, if you have not ever set a big goal and done everything possible to go get it, do it. Do it. Do it before it's too late. Do it before the opportunity is gone. When I first started running, running for 30 seconds was such an accomplishment. That was a big soul imprint. So much so I remember it. I remember where I was. I was on a little treadmill in my living room and I was doing couch to 5k and I remember how it felt to run for 30 seconds without stopping for the first time. That made as big of a soul imprint on me as this past Sunday did because it was, I did it. I set a goal and I did it. So set the goal and commit that you're going to do it and get that experience. Just do it once. See if it doesn't uh, connect with you so hard that you want to do more. It was my fifth marathon. I don't think that I'm ever going to do any more. But I am going to do more half marathons because those are a great distance. And, you know, you don't have to do a half marathon. You don't have to be a 10K or 5K. You could simply go take a class and learn a skill and then build something you've never built before. I don't care what it is. I say this all the time. It's so important to actualize. Your soul wants, wants to blossom. So go do it. It's so good. So that was my latest blossoming was that marathon. I ran this one in a pair of Allbirds running shoes. So I'm a big fan. If you know me very well, you know I love Allbirds. Allbirds is a brand of shoe that I, they're the world's most comfortable shoe. They are made out of, well, they have a wool line, but their main line that they started with is made out of recycled um, trees, And so, and they're breathable, they're washable, and they have a merino wool wool insole that is replaceable for ten bucks. So basically, these shoes, I've had some of these for I don't know eight years. Um, Throw them in the wash, replace the insoles when they wear out, but they're so comfortable, and they come in amazing colors. So whenever I get sad or I feel bad, I always just remind myself: listen, you cannot complain about anything. I own sixteen pairs. Of my favorite shoe. I have 16 different colors and styles of Allbirds. In fact, it's all I wear. I don't have any other running shoes, nothing. I mean, I have like high heels, but anyway, they have, um, the tree runners are the ones that I love, but now they have these ones they are called dashers and they're, I think they're called dashers, but basically they're a more sophisticated shoe. They're not so minimalist and they're meant for running. And so this was my first marathon in a pair of theirs. I ran the other marathons and their other, their tree skippers, the lighter weight ones, which is probably not a good idea because they're not really that supportive, but these were phenomenal. I, I mean, I granted my big toe hurt when it never has before, but as far as my hip issues, the pain I used to have in my hips running didn't have any pain. Super tight, but I think that, that's because I was just running a marathon. But um, Roy ran the last two marathons in these as well, and super duper high endorsement. I'm not an affiliate for them; I don't get a commission. I should because I have sent so many people into the land of all birds, all birds, like all of the birds. They have, they they're just the best shoe the best shoe. Anyway, you should get some. If you get them, get a size higher because they run a little small. Anyway, so that's the marathon story. I'm so glad it's over because um, it's just, I want to train for other things now. But, um, but Courtney brought these really cool compression thingies. I don't know what they're called, but you put these big, long leg sleeve things on each leg, zip them up, and then they plug into an air compressor. And basically this thing squeezes your legs and your feet and then releases like a blood pressure cuff over and over again. And the next day, uh no soreness in my muscles. My my hips and my ankles were sore like my joints, but all of us used it on Sunday night and our soreness was minimal. So the thing was phenomenal. So it it was it was a game changer for soreness. And then I mean, I trained clients on Monday morning, had no problem doing movements with them. Um it's really phenomenal. So I I don't know what it's called so I guess I'm telling you about it for no reason anyway thanks for listening along to the marathon story uh you know all of that to say you don't have to run a marathon to get the endorphins and the dopamine but do a hard thing sign up for a hard thing commit to it train for it do it the payoff is phenomenal I'm here again to tell you about equip foods and their prime protein beef collagen protein powder Now, this is a protein shake that does not taste like beef, okay? It tastes like dessert. But this is a phenomenal product because a lot of people have a problem with whey protein. Like I have a really hard time with whey protein. If I have too much of it, I bloat like I'm pregnant. And then plant-based proteins do not have the amino acids and they do not have the right profile um, to help build strong muscles, joints, and ligaments. They just don't. And so this is a grass-fed, grass-finished beef isolate protein powder super clean the smallest number of ingredients for any protein powder um the the flavors are amazing like the chocolate one i'm looking at right now it's got the grass-fed beef protein cocoa powder and stevia extract that's it a scoop is 100 calories and it is 20 grams of protein and just a half gram of fat two carbs so it's super clean you add it to recipes, you add it to water, you add it to almond milk. They also have a strawberry flavor that does have a couple more ingredients in it. Um, they also have a peanut butter flavor that's got some dehydrated peanuts in it. But they also have just an unflavored plain one that is literally just powdered grass-fed beef isolates. You could add that to soups. You can add that to other smoothies. You can put a little bit of that into your coffee or tea. It's phenomenal. I have a coupon code for you. The Kristen Experience gets you 15% off. Equipfoods.com. It's so good. If you have a Ninja Creamy um, and you're making protein ice cream, the consistency of this is way better than a whey protein powder. It's creamier. It's smoother. It's, It's amazing. So I have the salted caramel flavor, the peanut butter flavor, the chocolate flavor, the strawberry flavor. I love it. So give it a try. Use code the Kristen Experience for 15% off at equipfoods.com. So this month in my Kristen Experience online group coaching program, I'm challenging everyone to eat whole foods. So um, you've heard of whole 30, which is um, it's a very, very reputable Book and program to eat only whole foods for 30 days. And there's a long list of requirements for what they are referring to as whole foods. There's no um, dairy, no gluten, no sugar, no soy, all that kind of stuff. And so I'm kind of doing the same thing in my group. But basically, the idea being to start looking at labels more and more and more and saying, all right, I want to eat a real food. I want to eat a food that my body knows what to do with. I want to eat a food that is easy and quick for my body to process into energy. And I want to reduce the amount of toxins going into my body so that my body has a chance to catch up, clean up, regenerate, etc. So February is the shortest month of the year and we're already a little bit into it. But I wanted to talk today about What this might look like for you if you wanted to jump onto a challenge like this which i i highly encourage you number one products out there processed foods packaged foods so many of them have chemicals and additives in them and we all know this but what is hard to sometimes understand on a daily basis is how addictive these substances are these chemicals they react to parts of your brain the pleasure centers um, your body can become addicted to some of the dopamine response with some of these hyper palatable flavors, you know, natural flavors. What is a natural flavor? Sometimes flavors um, of a natural substance are recreated in such a way that they're more alluring to the, the senses. And so they become addictive in a unnatural way. So like a regular banana flavor of a real banana could be way less addicted to your brain than a banana flavoring, for example. So these these additives, these preservatives, these chemicals, not only are they often very toxic to us, but they can be very addictive. So by just saying I'm gonna eat whole, real food, that means that I'm gonna be eliminating this long list of chemicals. A lot of those chemicals are stored in your tissue forever. They never go away. Your body just doesn't know what to do with them, so it just plops it somewhere. Can't be metabolized, can't be burned, it's. I mean, it's one of the biggest reasons for diseases, for inflammation, um, for aging way faster than you want to age. So, that's the first benefit: is reading labels. You'll be able to pull out a lot of these artificial ingredients and chemicals. Um, another reason to consider grabbing this is to reconnect with your hunger and your satiety, because if you eat, you know, a bag of Cheetos and um, some frozen chicken nuggets that are, you know, full of. Processed breading on them. You're eating chemicals and you're eating things that are so hyper palatable in their preservatives, in their flavorings, and their spice seasonings and things like that, that sometimes we just eat them because they taste so good. We don't actually notice when we're full. So we take all of that off the table. We take the Cheetos off. That real estate in our stomach gets freed up again. We take the chicken nuggets full of breading off the table and we look at saying, All right, I'm just going to have. Um, a chicken thigh and chicken leg. I'm going to eat the skin. I'm going to eat all of the meat. I'm going to season it with some kind of seasoning blend that I know what it is. Now all of the real estate in my stomach is devoted to a real food product, a real piece of food. So my body knows what this is. Ah, this is chicken. We can use all of this. We can use this for repair. We can use this for energy. This is awesome. Now also because you didn't put the Cheetos in there, you've got a little more real estate. So you could have a bigger portion of the real food without you know, wasting that space on non-nutritious food. So you're going to get more nutrients, you're going to get fuller and stay fuller longer because you've put long-lasting protein in your body. Or, you know, instead of Cheetos, you put in an apple or a banana or some cucumbers or some tomatoes, something that's real, again, that your body knows what to do with. So when you eat that way, you get full on real food and you're more likely to stay full longer. And you may notice you get to eat more, When you're, you know, instead of eating two eggs and pancakes and an English muffin and orange juice and a piece of bacon, if you just eat the real food on that plate, just eat the bacon and the eggs, you can eat more of those foods because, again, that real estate isn't used on wasted, sugary, junky foods. So connecting with your hunger and your satiety as well will be triggered when you're eating real food. You'll know when you're full. It's really hard to overeat steak. It's really hard to overeat vegetables to a point where you're like, oh, I'm going to vomit. But you can easily overeat popcorn. You can easily overeat a big bowl of Kraft mac and cheese um, and go, man, that was 1,500 calories and I feel like garbage. And then a couple hours later, you're hungry again. So hungry and say tidy. You're going to really know what hungry feels like. You're going to really know what full feels like on real food. You're also going to save some money. Now this is controversial because some people say, "Well, the Prego was a dollar 50, but the rouse homemade that had no preservatives was 850." Yes, this is true. Some of these products that we end up buying that are really clean, they do end up costing more. Trust me, I spent 750 on Primal Kitchen's uh, salad dressing yesterday when, you know, Ken's was buy one get one free. But Ken's is full of seed oil and sugar and a bunch of chemicals I can't pronounce primal kitchens, it's got avocado oil, it's got spices and seasonings I've heard of, and no artificial anything. So it's worth it. But here's the deal. It doesn't necessarily cost more to eat this way. Because think about how much money is spent on crackers, chips, condiments, um, frozen foods, frozen pizza, junk food, um, fast food. You take that same amount of money and you put it into real beef, real eggs, real full-fat dairy, um, really nice fruits and vegetables. You may find that you're spending exactly the same amount of money, but you're getting more filling, real foods. Um, Also, there's also something to be said to say, you know, for a little while... This month, if you wanna jump onto this challenge, I also like to eliminate or reduce things like condiments and sauces and dressings. So instead of spending $8 on the really good pasta sauce, why not simply have more of the protein on your plate or simply have more of the steamed vegetables or simply have other dry spices added to your food instead of buying the condiment? You know, when it comes to salads, the salad dressings that I just bought, really expensive, you know what about making just some balsamic and some olive oil dressing at home with some spices? You know what to do with. A lot of those those costs are for things that are just for flavor. They're not even adding nutritional value to our plate. Um, things like drink mixes, um, diet soda, um, things like milk. You know if you're drinking a lot of milk or a lot of almond milk. What about switching that to water for a little while? Not forever, but to even to say that's basically empty calories. Um there it's calories that is not being used for nutrition in my gut. So I want to use the space in my gut for something that's going to fuel and serve my body. So, before you say it's too expensive, think about those things that you're not spending money on. Those, you know, pints of Ben & Jerry's are 6 bucks. Bags of uh, Easter candy, uh, Valentine's Day candy, you know that stuff three dollars, seven dollars. Um, bags of M and M's for the airplane were five ninety nine when I grabbed some for Roy. Um, these things cost money. We don't often balk when we spend a little bit here or there. But going to the grocery store, I might be freaked out at the fact that you know the grass-fed beef or the high-quality chicken is more expensive than if we got hot dogs or if we got you know some cheap burger patties or something like that. So it's not always more expensive. In fact, I dare say it's not more expensive. It's just a different allocation of your food budget. So, what are some of the mo- most important things to think about when going to a whole food diet for a few weeks? Pick up the single source food. So get the hamburger, get the chicken. I would say, if you're gonna do this, don't go to just the boneless, skinless chicken breast, the leanest, lowest calorie. Get some with some flavor. If you like dark meat, if you like the skin, leave the skin on. Things like seafood, some nice fish that you can broil with lemon and some butter. Allow yourself butter. Allow yourself coconut oil, avocado oil. Stay away from those bad seed oils, the cottonseed oil, canola oil, vegetable oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil. Stay away from those bad oils and use coconut oil, avocado oil, ghee oil butter for your cooking. With vegetables, go heavy on the fruits and vegetables. Organic, yeah, organic is better if you can find it if it works in your budget. It's still better to eat a fruit or a vegetable that's not organic than to eat a snicker bar. So don't get hung up on organic or not, just get those vegetables into your body. Basically, if you shop on the outside of the store, you're gonna be safe. Anything on those inside aisles are going to have preservatives in them. The fact that they're not refrigerated, they're probably packed full of preservatives. So don't go shopping for the cookies, the crackers, the chips, the breads. Pull the bread out. I know it's hard. Bread is delicious. Bread is full of preservatives if you buy it at the grocery store. It's full of all kinds of hidden things like sugar, natural flavors. The keto breads, they maybe don't have carbs, but they're full of all kinds of synthetic preservatives. Some of those keto breads can stay fresh for a month. I don't know what that's telling me about what's happening in my gut if I eat it, but I'm not a big fan of it. Stay away from artificial colors and artificial dyes. But the most important thing is to stay away from things like nitrates, nitrates, um, um, sugar, all of those bad seed oils, and anything that ends in a word that you can't pronounce. <laughs> um, what, so then what do you eat? Well, you eat those meats, fish, vegetables, vegetables. Full fat dairy, I would keep full fat dairy pretty low just because full fat dairy tends to, um, for women especially, impact hormones and cause, make it really hard to lose weight or cause weight gain actually. Um, And think about just eating, eating foods as they are. So, I have a real food meal plan that I put together. It's one week, including a shopping list. If you like a copy of that, just send me an email, Kristen at the and I'm happy to email that to you. It's a great way to start in on a real food, whole food diet for one week with delicious, th- delicious things. So, for example, it's got chicken sausage and eggs for breakfast. And for lunch, it is um, chicken, bacon, wraps. So, chicken breast, bacon in romaine wraps, um, pork tenderloin on rice, um, sweet potatoes, um, turkey sausages, chicken sausages, steak. Um, there's all kinds of great ways to make a meal and then the leftovers are used the next meal, etc. So it's totally free. It's just a great way to get yourself into the swing of eating real whole foods and just starting to skew away from things with lots of preservatives. So if there are certain condiments or dressings that you really, really love, just by taking a look at the label and then looking at the other brands, you might be tied to a certain brand. Well, maybe you don't actually care about that brand. It's just what you've always done. So look at the other brands. Primal Kitchen is a great brand for mayonnaise, for cocktail sauce, for marinades, for salad dressings. They're a clean brand. Sir Kensington is also a good brand, although there can be some sugar, but not the end of the world. But take a look at the label and see if you can find a different brand that is at least cleaner than the one that you were going to be buying if you indeed see a list of 50 ingredients. The fewer the ingredients, the better. And um, you'll, you'll be surprised. You'll start to look at things that you've always bought, read the label and say, oh my gosh, I had no idea there were so many chemicals or there were so, so many ingredients. Um... Little Debbie, and obviously everybody knows Little Debbie's snack cakes are not a health food, but um, Little Debbie has Valentine um, snack cakes. They're little heart-shaped white cakes, and they're so good. They're they're like one of those things that I remember just loving them. They're The, the frosting is kind of waxy. It kind of coats your palate. It's kind of gross in that way, but they're so good. There's 30 grams of sugar in those. little little two-pack of these little tiny cakes, 30 grams of sugar. They're so highly caloric. And they're all chemicals. You read the label, it's just this giant list of ingredients. And most of them are not real food. And it's devastating. But when I think about how good they are, all those chemicals work together with the sugar to make my brain just absolutely go nuts when I see them. When I see them, I want them so bad. There's just something in my brain that remembers how delicious they are. My, my brain has been given the addictive experience of the hyper palatable flavor of those little chemical bonds. And so just remember that if you can see the chemicals for what they are and understand that your brain is addicted to them, then it'll make it a little easier to put them down. Am I overstating that? No, I'm not. I'm not overstating it. Foods are addicted and they're created in a lab to get you to be addicted to them. I will say it again. I've said it a hundred times here. You are a pawn in a game, a marketing game so that You will buy not only one time, but many, many times. And you will buy and you will not eat one. You will eat all of them very quickly and then want more. So remember, real food satisfies your hunger and it doesn't say, I need more, I need more. It's really hard to get addicted to a chicken breast or a chicken thigh or a steak. Sure, you'll enjoy them and want to eat them again. But that craving, I got to have more, I got to have more, I got to have more, I can't stop, that happens from chemicals. That happens from that false addictive cue. That happens from chemicals. Real food nourishes you and says, thank you, I'm full. Not, ooh, thank you, let's get some more in there, let's get some more in there, let's get some more in there. Real food is, uh, is nourishment. It's real fuel so if you like to jump on this let me know let me know you're gonna do this it's already a few days into february so you still have a little bit of the month to just say hey i'm gonna jump into this i am going to read labels i'm gonna reject chemicals i'm going to add more if you can't commit to only eating real food commit to eating more real food in place of chemicals you'll feel better your body will do better you'll perform better your brain will be clearer you'll be able to make some really great lasting changes in your gut health, in your longevity, and hopefully you'll find some permanent swaps for some of those chemical-filled products that you didn't even know were chemical-filled that have been in your rotation. So it's worth being intentional about correcting things once you know about them um, for good in your diet. So if you wanna join this, I would just love to know you're in on it. So email me, Kristen at Experience.com. And if you're interested in joining the Kristen Experience, this is a really great program I put together. We have a weekly call. It's Wednesday nights. It's at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And everybody in the program, we hop on. We share our wins. We coach each other. Um, I have a coaching topic. You also get access to a huge library of videos that I've made on nutrition, on mindset, on calculating your calories, on loving yourself, on visualization, all of these tools that I use with my clients. There's an on-demand library full of those videos. You can go in there anytime and get coached by me. All of this is $79 a month. So this is cheaper than Weight Watchers. It's cheaper than Noom. It's got the one-on-one relationship with me in the group and the other people in the group were amazing. This past week, Brenda facilitated the call. I was out of town and, um, it's just so supportive, such great vibes, such good accountability and a way to chase your goals with me and with the others in the Kristen experience. So you can sign up at the dot com, or send me a message. If you have questions about it, everybody gets their first seven days free. So you could sign up, go in there, watch all the videos, go to one meeting and then disappear. And I would never be the wiser. But you won't want to do that. You'll want to stay, I promise. So thechristinexperience.com. All right, that's all I have for you. Clean up your diet this month with me. I challenge you. What do you have to lose except maybe some toxins? And what do you have to gain? Maybe a couple of years on your life. And for sure, feeling much better in your healthy, healthy body. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at KristensmithOnline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.